From deep inside the Death Star, I'm Chad Beter. And I'm Andrew Richards. And welcome to Defrag Tools, the show that takes you inside Microsoft and inside Windows. So it's just Andrew and me this week. No special guest because we're going to be talking about one of your very own tools. My baby. Your baby. One of your, one of your children. Yep. Like, uh, is it older than your children or younger than your children? Younger. Younger than your, your youngest child. My youngest child. Your youngest child, Proc Dump, which we've talked about before, but there's a new uh, there version out, right? Version 9. Uh, version nine. So, uh, Proc Dump was pretty stable or static um, between 8.10, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. It's been years, absolutely years, because quite frankly, I, we didn't have anything to add to it. That we didn't have any ideas, or it was already perfect. It was, and so um, what actually happened was there was a, a a couple of things internally and externally where people weren't capturing dump files, and it was like, well, we looked into it, and what it was was that the application was being terminated while it was being captured, mm. and there's nothing stopping anybody doing terminate process, and then that's it. And then you'll see the error code that roughly translates to cannot read or write memory. And then that's the end of it. And then we give up on the dump collection process because there is no process to read from. Huh. And sometimes if that happens way, way, way at the end, like I'm talking milliseconds before the end, the engine will go, well, I'm past the major part and then we'll actually persist and finish off. Okay. Um, and then if you run bang analyze, you'll see things like bad dump underscore, or uh, bad dump bang, um, missing tab and missing peb and stuff like that. So it's usually when a very tiny amount of memory is missing. But very so this problem case. with the incomplete dumps or not, dumps not working, was not this, at all. Not getting them at all. Was this something that just came up in more recent Windows versions? Uh, no, it was, I think it's more. I, th I think yes and no. There's more monitoring systems. There's more watchdogs that watch the integrity of the system. Mm. And then, quite frankly, they put a bullet to the process if it's not behaving. Well, right. when it's dumping, it's not, it's not, not behaving. behaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's not responding. And so, particularly, the quintessential example we have for this is IIS. IIS has the IIS ping feature. Mm -hmm. And every whatever you configure it to be, it sends a packet to that process and says, are you responsive? Right. And if you're not, and whatever the timeout is, it kills the process. And so with bigger IIS systems, uh, it's quite regular to see that you, you don't get a dump. Nice. So you'll see Windows are reporting, have the event log and everything else, but there'll be nothing on disk. Yeah. And so what, um, what came out of this was, let's do multi-dump. And actually, it actually was an idea that we actually stole from phone. Okay. Phone, in Windows are reporting on phone, it actually has a thing called quick dump. And it takes this tiny, tiny mini dump first, and then it then tries to do a bigger dump, be it a heap dump or a full dump. Uh, and so because at on least phone, get the... because you get the mini, right? Yeah. And so on phone, it was done because uh, it's so prolific that you run out of RAM on a phone because they're not big devices, right? You know, right two gig, four gig right. devices. Okay. And there just isn't enough RAM hanging around to to keep the process up and alive, and it has to die just because because of system performance. Mm. Uh, and most phones are limited, I mean, Windows phones are limited to 700 megabytes. And so it's quite easy to, to get to that. So anyway, we took that concept of multi-dumping. So before in ProcDump, you took a dump, you know, you, you must say, I want five dumps in a row every time you pass some CPU or right. have an exception. Yeah. This is multiple dumps at a trigger. So, mm. you know, at one of those points in time, be it exception or, a CPU, CPU violation or 
in, a, in the broader sense, the way we tend to show it on the show is at a debug at post-mortem crashes, yeah. you can say how many you want. And particularly, it's the post-mortem scenario that it's quite useful for. So mm. you get the mini first, and then you might choose to get a mini plus, and then you might choose to get a full, for example. Uh -huh. um, and so, uh, yeah, so that's, how, that's roughly the deal. And then there's another feature we'll go into at the end. Okay. Um, because that happened, it kind of opened up the floodgates for multiple files at the same time or for the same trigger. And so a couple of other things happen. So okay. first off, we should actually download it. So, okay, show, um, show us. I've actually been very good. This laptop, I have not had the urge to upgrade off air. Okay. So I, I still have it running whatever, whenever we did the last Windows 10 SDK okay. uh, thing. The so, old proc dump version. Yeah, so systemtalents.com, and then you can see the announcement right there that proc dump 9 is available. And so I'm just going to download the entire suite, the entire zip of all the products. You'll notice that there's now, uh, Mark was on, and we, we announced this, the Nano Server uh, variant. Yeah. Nano Server um, is, you know, basically min-win, one-core, a tiny version of, uh, of Windows. Of note, it's 64-bit only. Um, you can't run 32-bit apps. Traditionally, the apps would have a 32-bit version that automatically extracts the 64-bit version. Mm -hmm. Well, on Nano, that doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. And so a lot of them have been recompiled for 64-bit. Well, they already were compiled, but they're, they're packaged they separately. Only. So yeah. this will have procdump64.exe in it, but not Procter, which is the 32-bit 32 32 and this will have both. Right. Um, so on a desktop situation, like, a, like here, um, we, we download both. Um, and then I'm just going to shove it here in the root. And, yeah, oops. Ah, um, oh, stop doing that. Oh, fine, if you want to do it that way. Um, so that's... And then the trick to oops, uh, to do is make sure you unblock it. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. It gets t the tag of the internet. Um, and then I happen to have WinRAR on here because you guys keep on emailing me RAR zip files, uh, seven zip files. Uh, and yeah, so yeah. as support case, it's a normal yard. And now we have it in here. Um, this is on the path, but I have a bad habit. And then you can see the two versions there. I have a habit of actually saving it out uh, into here. So I've now upgraded version 8 to version 9. Easy. Uh, there's no copy. Yeah, there's no... Um, uh, there's no new features, but what you should do, just for an ex uh, experimentation thing, is um, install it. And for, actually, I'll show you the help first. Um, we now have, actually, I might use a command prompt because it's, uh, I've, I've got it configured to be a bigger, bigger font. Um, we now have these new sizes. Uh, mini dump. Uh, so M is always the, the thing we've used in the past for saying what the, f the file size is. Mm -hmm. This M is now has been added. It was the default by omission before. Now it's the default by omission plus you can also forcibly set it. M for mini, A for all, P for uh, mini plus, which is kind of like a heap dump, but a bit more. C for custom. So the mini dump write dump API lets you specify a bit mask. Uh -huh. So does were under the local dumps key. We've added that support here. So if you want specific bits that do something, you can now pass that hex in. 
Uh, MD is the DLL. This got renamed. It was minus D before. Now it's uh, a minus MD, and then you pass in a, a DLL. Mm. Link below for the MSDA magazine article of how to write one of them. Mm-hmm. And then actually I'm giving you away what the other feature is, kernel, and we'll get to that as well. Okay. So let's say that um, it wasn't installed. I know it is, but uh, elevated command prompts, procced up, and I'm going to grab a mini and oh no, a full of every time when there's a crash and install it. So these are additive, you can choose multiple. Yeah, so I could, if I wanted, I could do a mini, a mini plus, and a full. And it'll do them in the order you specify so here, or does it, it has, always start from It smallest? has heuristics, it actually does a math of how much they're gonna be. I see. So okay. internally it goes, it works out the math, uh, and then it goes, okay, this one's gonna be this, this one's gonna be this, and then dumps them in increasing order of, of size. So the smallest one's first. Smallest one first. Which is sort of the whole point. Whole yeah, point, okay. Right? Um, and so now this is going to be set, and you can see that um, M, M, and A. It's still the same as before. So if I did proc dump without anything and did an explorer, you're going to get a mini. No, oh, just too many explorers. Uh, um, you'll get a mini. Um, and if I did that, I'll get a full. And you'll notice that there is no name on the end because they were unique at the time. Oh, there's a timestamp. Uh, there's a timestamp, but there's no indication of their size. But if I do both a mini and a full, uh-huh. you'll now see that you get mini and full on the end. All right, so the keywords are mini, mini plus, mini custom, mini DLL, and mini full or okay. full. Um, yeah. Actually, get so, mini, DLL, custom, mini plus, and full are the, f- are the five words. And also kernel, and so while we're here, just for the sake of it since I am here, we'll get a kernel as well. And you now have a set of, of them that includes the kernel. Yeah, so tell me, what, tell me, or maybe we'll go more into what we that will. is. Okay. So, so um, what do you kind of do with that, right? What, mm-hmm. what's, 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 the, what's the progression here, right? So um, you'll notice that, uh, actually we will talk about this now. We'll go to debuggability, debuggability next. You'll notice actually there's, um, when I ask for a mini and a full and a kernel, you actually get a kernel per the size, right? So the dump number is exploding. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what it is is that the full represents the user mode side of the process, uh-huh. and the kernel represents the kernel side of the process. Interesting. So the kernel is actually smaller because yeah, it's tiny. It's so, so you're not getting a full kernel dump from your entire PC like you would with a with a kernel debugger. Like you're just like, getting the kernel mode address uh, space. Well, there's not really. It's, it's even less than that. Yeah. So it's uh, for the threads that are in the process, okay. we capture the kernel stack, yeah. which defaults to 64K. Uh, I'll get Shafali over here. It's pretty small. Uh, very small. So whatever it is, per thread, yeah. we capture that memory. We don't have the processes, any type okay. of VA space associated with it. We don't have any right. thing that those pointers, that memory links to. We just have the just stack. Just the stack. So, so you'll see the stack uh, as it's, if, it, if, if this process has made some kernel mode call, you'll see the call stack down into kernel yep. mode, but you won't necessarily see much more than the parameters that are on the stack. Okay. Correct. So um, I will note, if you would try to do kernel uh, for a non-elevated prompt, which is this one is, for example, actually I've got rid of my notepad. Um, 
if I do give me a full and a kernel of Notepad, you'll see that it says, by the way, elevation is required. So kernel, because you're pulling out kernel memory. Oh, sure, yeah. You've got to be obviously yeah. elevated. Security. A security boundary, right? Yeah. So the, the, the usefulness of this is um, uh, you, you want to, uh, I'm trying to find a folder. This, this will do. Command prompt episode. One of the best things we ever did. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so menu option. Um, we have. Uh, actually, um, what I'm going to do is let's capture a situation. So we, on crashes, mini happens first, full happens second. That's it, right? Right. Hallelujah! You have a dump file always because the mini dump usually cards in under a second. Odds of it dying very, 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 very small. Then the right. full can come along and take ten minutes. May or may not survive, right? Right. So this is great for people who've been using this in the past and maybe don't always get a dump because of what yeah. the issue you're talking and about. And on all my boxes, I have it configured for mini and full, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you do mini plus when you've got a small SSD, right? But if you've got the space to a full, then you don't have to worry about paging and DLLs and XCs that's still hanging around, right? All right. So why do you want to use the kernel mode? So for crashes, it's usually not useful because you crash in user space. Mm -hmm. And if, I mean, if you're crashing a kernel, it's a blue screen. So, yep. so from a crash point of view, from a you know, AE debug, installing it with MySI, pointless. Right. Where it's useful is hangs. Yeah. So you may trigger on a performance counter. It's showing that the operating, you know, the application's running slow, or wh whatever criteria it is. Or might just go, hey, this thing's hung. What's mm -hmm. the deal? And to go proc dump, you know. Some XE Outlook, I'll blame. Right. Uh, and then you'll get the stacks top to bottom. So what I'm going to do is do something that's very I.O. intensive. So we should see you know, I.O. calls into the kernel to ask file system-based questions. Yep. So I'm going to use system channels DU, disk usage. And I'm going to just go do it for the whole of C drive, so it's going to take a while. Okay. And then what I'm going to do is, I'm an administrator, so I have the ability to... Um, get, get the kernel stack. Get, I'm going to make myself unclean. All right, so I am going to grab, just for the sake of it, a kernel dump and a full dump of the DU program. And I am going to do it, uh, how do we do it, five times, let's say? Okay. And then we're going to do it every two seconds. Whoops. Of du.exe. So it's just going to go sample, 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 bang, bang, bang. Okay. So it's more than we need. Whoops. Right, where'd oh. you go? I agree. And then... Um, So every two, so mini kernel, I oh say, so full kernel, full kernel, and there's actually a transactionally uh, are linked. The the kernel and the user dump are not like taken, even though it looks like they're one after each other, they're actually transactionally the same point in time for the process. Ah, oh, so the process is frozen for that. Yeah, for that. that, that, that Which uh, is why it makes sense. They have the same timestamp, even though. Well, that's just me writing it, but yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I can tell but you it, internally. Even if it took you three seconds to make the dump, you're still going to put the same timestamp time because it was the same yeah. point in time for that process. Yeah. yeah. So how do you approach this? Um, so let's just grab the first pair, so that one and this one. And I'll put this one on the left and I'll put where go, that one on. So this is the user one over here. Um, unfortunately, font size is a bit. Ah. Consulus, my favorite. That's a bit big. 
Um, and then uh, what we're going to do is we're going to align the two. Now, hopefully at some point, when I have copious amounts of time, which if anybody knows me, <laughs> I don't. So uh, on the left-hand side is user mode. On the right-hand side is kernel mode. Uh, in user mode, the command to find out the PIDs and the TIDs is the tilde command. In this guy, there is nine threads. The PID is 28.2c, and then here's the, uh, the TIDs. So what we want to do is align those stacks with the stacks on the kernel side. So normally in a kernel dump, you would do a command like bang process zero. Zero means show me all processes, and then the number on the end is a, is a mask. Each bit represents what you want to see. Uh, zero is the default, like, absolute basics. One gives you a little bit more information. Two starts listing things at the thread level, so like zero and one are at the process level. Right. And so if we do that, um, oops. So normally you do zero. Actually, yeah, example. this is what you do on a kernel dump. Yeah. And it's not working here because it's not a full kernel dump. Yeah, so all the pages that have all the list of processes and stuff are all not in this dump file. The only thing in this dump file is the threads themselves of this process. Mm -hmm. And luckily there's a, there's a mnemonic that you can use, which is minus one, which is for the current process that you're in, yeah. uh, apply it in the, to this process only. So minus one and then two will list all the threads. Yeah, and so now you can see we have alignment. So 4.0, over here, right? Yeah. So um, yeah. in uh, the user land, you use these numbers to define uh, what the focus is. In kernel debugging, you use bang thread uh, or dot thread to set context to it. And you give it that thread. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so for, yeah, yeah, so for, for the sake of, um, uh, I'll expand user mode for a sec. Uh, PDE is loaded on this box. We've talked about that too many times. I'm just going to use deep, which is, is a very fast way of listing out every thread. We can see that <coughs> uh, thread zero is doing a create file, and everything else is really just basic plumbing of Windows, right? Um, yeah, I think most people who've looked at user dumps, you know, once you get called down into the kernel, you have no visibility. You're just yeah. waiting on it to return, yeah. right? So, we're on thread zero right now, but just for the sake of demonstration, tilde zero S sets it. I can move to one, and then I would see its stack. If I move to zero, I see its stack, right? Now I can brute force this, and I say use DPX, which is the brute force system of PDA, to look at stacks, and then dump anything that's Unicode. All strings past the kernel are Unicode in Windows. And we can brute force this for all the strings associated with that stack, and it's scrolling as well. It's finding lots of things. The highest one it found was C program files, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so that's probably where it was up to in the du command. Right. So you might go, well, if you have multiple dumps like this, you might go, oh, it's funny that it's always this particular file that's hung. Like it's stuck on this one for a long time. But then you go, why? Right. That's where you're stuck, because all you know is, Maybe that it's this file all the time, or, or it's shifting, or it's just stuck on things. So let's go to the other side of the fence. So we were in thread 04028. On the kernel side, that's this top one. And so if I click on here, it's going to be showing me that thread. Um, so I click on that one. Four zero. Running on presses to zero. Yeah. Um, and then 
here it is. Here's the other side. So, you, so oh, this is the current so stack I, so I, I clicked it on, associated sorry. with that user stack we saw yeah. earlier. So I kind of did that very fast. So I clicked on the link, runs the bank thread command, and then it shows you all this information. You know, it's associated with this exe, and then here's the call stack. It just so happens that this thread actually is on the CPU right now. Mm -hmm. um, it could well not have been, right? Mm -hmm. Because of that, and because I'm on CPU zero down the bottom, I do have the ability just to press K to see it, right? Now, <clears throat> either way, it, I, I happen to be in the same thread as the processor. Either way, I could have on dot thread the number and change to it. Mm -hmm. I just happened to be already there. Mm -hmm. So now on this side of the fence, I can do the same thing. I can scrape this stack. And on this side, we didn't find anything. Uh, most of the memory tends to be off of stack. It's very rare that in kernel that you'll find things on local variables. It's always yeah. pointing to an object. In this case, pointing to a handle. Right. Nothing to do with the stack. No surprise that brute force, actually brute forcing the stack well, there's a very good reason for that because kernel stacks are very limited in how big they can grow. So it's bad practice for kernel mode code to put a lot yeah. of big things on the stack. Yeah, um, and there is a trap frame on this. If you use the kv command, the verbose one, you'll see that there's a trap frame. Uh, another good point about what Procdump is capturing here, it's only capturing the kernel side. Mm -hmm. uh, if we had the user side of the stack, the, you know, the, the user VA space, this drop trap frame would actually be a uh, trap frame at the at the at the change. If I change to that, you would actually get this thread. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what the trap is. There is a trap frame right here. That the trap frame is that changeover from between user and kernel. Yeah. And so uh, this is where we are. So unsurprisingly, create file call handle and get the security object. So it's checking the security that I can access the object. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's grab another one just for the sake of uh, demonstration. Um, I have to change my symbol path. Come on. Change my symbol path quickly. Because um, I'm using a... Uh, insider build. The, yeah, the latest insider build. Da, 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 161199. Just came uh, out. 5.13. Unfortunately, Ooh. we don't have those symbols on the public symbol server, so I had to jump to the internal one. Uh, so on this one, here's all the threads. Let's be a bit more verbose. 17 is the magic number for bits. Yeah. Risky, it says, turn everything on, and particularly the top 10 bit, says resolve user mode symbols. Now, there is no user mode symbols in this because we don't have the thing, but it's a good habit to get into. Just right? do 17. Just do 17 you're... always. Yeah, 17 is, uh, it'll give you the user mode symbols on a, in a kernel dump for every user mode process. It'll yeah. automatically switch in and to each Page process it as it goes through, right? Yeah. And so in this second one, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the first thread again that's busy, and it is. Here we go. So on the second one, open object by name, so not a create file call, slightly different thing. Mm -hmm. And then it went into a filter manager. Uh, you're asking for file information, so it's like get attributes call. And then it's in the filter manager, which is the thing that's redirecting it to the right software. And then in this case, it's actually in NTFS. Right. Which makes sense. You would expect this app to be doing a lot of NTFS uh, yeah. AO. So when it comes to um, more real-world cases, you know, you're not tracing disk usage, you're going to see it hung in network calls, you're going to see it hung in antivirus, mm -hmm. those big boys. And they tend to be the things that, um, that trip you up. The other thing you may see is, uh, you can see all this stuff at the top, uh, this deliver APC, or this, this, this area here. This is the dump code. 
Right. Right. This is the code has been uh, injected into the process to capture the dump file. Right. Uh, to say, hey, snap, stop, 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 stop. Snap stop. thread. Yeah. Um, but what you may see is um, weights. So if, if the if the kernel's more in a deadlock situation or just heavily locked, you'll mm -hmm. see this uh, stack pending on a some like a, a spin lock or a, some other locking mechanism. Right. And right. so then then you need to go look at other threads. Now, unfortunately, in that situation you're out of luck because you've got nothing to go look at. But then you can go escalate and go to the, for example, a live dump um, right. through life KD and stuff like that. Well, if it's waiting on another thread in the same process, then oh, yeah. you're good, right? Yeah. But a lot of times with these deadlock situations, it's waiting on some other process on the machine, which you didn't get, right, yeah. in your dumps. And then, uh, yeah, but that's, that's the next level of escalation. Now, I will point out for a lot of these things, this is a great way of working out why it's stuck. But you don't actually have to go this far when things are just running slow. What you could do is on a per function call, for example, um, uh, for every time that create file is called, you could use process monitor for this. So you could say, hey, filter down the process uh, create file calls, mm -hmm. and then process monitor gives you a user and kernel stack combined trace. Right. And so you can take that approach. Um, but the problem with that is, um, it only logs the event when it finishes. So if it's stuck and never coming back and it's been stuck down there for, for hours, you won't, you won't have uh, the event. It won't be in there. It won't be in there. Ah, so that's when you got to go to something like this. Yeah, so he, it, the duration and everything else will be at the end. So it's a great way of getting duration, uh, process monitor, to find out how long a call is taking. Mm -hmm. um, but if there's one that's stuck down there and never coming back, which it actually tends to be the case because it tends to be deadlocked, um, then that's just a, this is a really good way of approaching that without being overly heavy on the system by going live dumping right or blue screen yeah because that's how we used to have to do it like okay crash the whole box and you know reboot it and then we'll look at the dump yeah. but that's very invasive right very very invasive so this is a lot uh, less and invasive. and since uh, it's either Windows eight point one or one of the tens uh, the live KD now uses the live dump facility of Windows um, and so it's a it's a and that's how we do a lot of um, dump collection now in Windows for graphics and USB failures. Um, when they glitch, what we do is we take a live dump, much like a blue screen, and then instead of blue screening, we tear down the box or those, those devices and realistically make it look like the device has been plugged in again and then just rebuild it up again. And sometimes if you hear a dunk, dunk, dunk on your machine, you go, I wasn't touching it. Well, that was USB crashing and re re-enumerating all the devices right, right. rather than doing a blue screen. And sometimes you see a black flicker yep. on the screen, which is yeah. your GPU doing the same thing. We reset the GPU because yeah. it timed out or something. And it's fast. It's usually 20, 30 milliseconds to achieve these things. So it's usually quite quite rapid. So yeah, so mm -hmm. proc dump new features, multi-dump support, uh, good way of guaranteeing a dump file. Um, and then particularly for hang analysis, kernel dump support, um, and, yeah. and marrying the two together is not too hard. Yeah, a little, a little bit, you know, complicated because you got to look at two dumps and kind of stitch them together and see yeah. the whole picture. But but it's a great way of asking your boss for two monitors. <laughs> That's true. Well, That's really true. Fun. And it's better than you know bug checking the whole box just so you can get a complete memory dump. So uh, and it doesn't have to yeah. be like at a crash, as I said. I mean, actually, at a crash is a bad example. I mean, it's really good for hey, that's just. Take a dump file of this thing, user and kernel, when a performance counter goes awry. Um, and this supports PSS, by the way. So if you um, put the minus R command, it actually clones the process before it does it. So there's literally no downtime 
you could do it to a, um, you know, a video playback and you will not even see a frame dropped. So is there <laughs> just, the, the trade-off is just more memory usage, more overhead when we, yeah. at, while we're doing the dump? Every, every page is marked as copy and write and then right. away you go. Very cool. So I hope you enjoy that. It was um, a long time in the coding. It actually took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Um, Brockdown was not designed to have more than one file name at once. Ah. So uh, yeah, quite a big recode, refactor of the code base. Like most projects, it takes twice as long as you expect. Oh, it was like 50 times more than I oh, thought. Oh, well, okay. I, I guessed it was going to be one day and it wasn't one day. It, it, was, <laughs> it was months of work. Awesome. So, well, it, it looks pretty useful. And, now, uh, it did make the book. So we did, oh. we, we put it in the book even though it wasn't released. In the, uh, the Sys Internals book? Mm -hmm. Excellent. We so, did a previous episode on that yes. book. Awesome. So it's documented in paper, in, in dead tree. <laughs> <laughs> and live PDF. <laughs> and live PDF. And if you didn't see last week, go buy the uh, Windows Internals book. Windows Internals 7th uh, edition, part one. Very cool. Should be on any IT professional or uh, developer. Uh, any uh, Shelf, bookshelf. Any, anybody's bookshelf if you're seriously into Windows. Uh, all right. Well, that's our show. Thanks for watching. As always, if you have questions or comments, Put them in the show notes down there or email us at defragtools at microsoft.com and we'll have more cool stuff for you soon. Thanks for watching. See you next time.